You've probably heard of Witch Magazine, our home of hard-hitting journalism and informative stories delivered directly to our members. There's our travel, money and tech mags too. But did you know you can hear some of our best articles for free, available to listen to whenever you like? Each week on the Witch Shorts podcast, we bring you a specially selected story, lovingly voiced and produced especially for you, on a whole range of fascinating topics. Just search Witch Shorts wherever you're listening. When life gives you questions, which get answers. Hello and welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. The big question that I do get is whether Amazon Prime is worth the money. And there are two answers to this one. Once you've done that quick Google, perhaps, and you're looking between £4.10 and £4.20 for an item, for example, you've just got to think to yourself about time effectiveness and cost effectiveness. Is it worth trusting a website that you don't know to save that 10p, that 20p? Or is it worth going with the one that you know, even though you have to pay that slightly higher premium? This week on the podcast, we're discussing online giant Amazon. Since starting life in a garage in Seattle in 1994, the platform is now expected to reach sales over $427 billion in 2023. And it's easy to see how with millions of us using the site every single day. So with Black Friday approaching, how can we make sure we're getting the best deals? And here's a big question. Is it possible to live without the retail giant? To discuss all of this and more, I'm pleased to I'm joined by two brilliant guests. First, money expert and the founder of BeCleverWithYourCash.com, Andy Webb. And alongside him is money content creator and influencer Gabriel Nussbaum, otherwise known as his alias That Money Guy. Hello, both. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, first things first then, as you're both new to The Money Podcast, do you mind telling us a little bit more about yourselves and how you got into what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've, I've always been a, a money saver. I don't think I was necessarily conscious of how ingrained it was in my daily thinking and, and, and life. Mm. But when I was looking for a career change about 10 years ago now, I kind of realized it was something that it wasn't just something that I did, but it was something I really loved. And mm. it was also something that I could maybe do to help others. So, yeah, so let be cleveryourcash.com. And we're nearly a decade on now, about 6 million views a year. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been amazing. Got YouTube channel, got the podcast all doing really well. And it's, I still feel so lucky that I'm able to really make a difference to, to you know, people's uh, own lives and their money. Mm, I can't wait to hear some of your expertise then. And Gabriel, you too. How did you get into it? So I suppose similarly to Andy, I've always been that guy in my social circle since as young as I can remember being the one recommending, you know, which bank account has the best Mm. interest rates, what to do here and there. I was quite passionate about educating people about things they learn outside the classroom, you know, those things that schools Mm. forget to teach us. And after a short, uh, I suppose, little stint trying to find which uh, sector of that I found most interesting, I settled on the one that I was actually working in. So finance it was, Mm. and I continued to start creating these short little skits, 30 second TikToks, Instagrams, you name it. I was creating it about personal finance and financial literacy. And so I've just continued doing that now. And it's coming up to almost three years of creating content online around the topic. Well, then, where shall we start with this beast that is Amazon? Because the scale of it is, well, it's like nothing else, is it? So how often do you both find yourself using the platform? I thought this was 
a very topical question um, mm. because I think my last delivery came in yesterday. So ah. there's a good answer for you. But no, I, I mean, it's probably the most common website that I will use for shopping um, full stop, probably at least five times a month, if not more. Um, you know, it kind of feels like your your right hand man. It mm. feels like that place that I will go to for anything and everything. Plus, of course, I use access to to Prime TV. That's one of the main other benefits that that I'm using with Amazon myself. Yeah, well, I, I think yeah, I, I did probably used to be like Gabriel, you know, back in the day, but now I use it very, very, very rarely. And I don't want to spoil mm. what we'll talk about later on, but uh, you know, it, it's an exception where I use it now. And more often than not, it's I get a you know free trial of Prime every December so I can watch my team Crystal Palace on the on the, on the Premier League fixtures they've got. <laughs> Uh, you know, but broadly than that, I generally, yeah, try to avoid spending money with Amazon uh, as much as I can now. Well, that was a little teaser. So we will get back on to your kind of quitting uh, of Amazon in a way later on in the show. But what you mentioned just there about um, getting a Prime trial, that they do make it so easy for us, don't they? Because even if you're not a Prime member, you know, I've been offered a, a trial time and time again. Yeah. And sometimes you, you can do it without even realizing, you know, it's auto selected mm. that, you know, that's the option because as far as they're concerned, yeah, we're doing you a favor. We're letting mm. you have free delivery on this order or, you know, you've already had it, but we'll give you a week for 99p mm-hmm. and don't worry about it. You'll save some cash. And it, it can be very easy to kind of, you know, get sucked into to accidentally to sign up. Uh, and then, you know, once you're signed up, you pay and you keep paying and you keep paying. Well, it's super easy to get sucked in and we're going to be talking all about that today. So shall we start from the beginning then? You're shopping and you found the particular item you know you want to buy. Or actually, let's go a step back. Maybe you're browsing for that item because we've all been there, haven't we? You search for, say, a charging cable and you're blown away by the sheer number of results. And you might be tempted to go for one of the best sellers. But as we've investigated at length at which you're then up against whether or not reviews are genuine or fake. It's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? I mean, I find this really frustrating. There are so many results just when you are you know, looking for any item now. And you're seeing brands that you've never heard of. There are so many varieties, so many options that it can be, you know, almost impossible to kind of discern between one or the other and know which one to go for. And obviously you're going to look at price. But then after that, you know, star ratings and reviews, naturally you're going to think, right, this is going to help me decide between these different options and help me make that choice. But, you know, which have done so much research into this, it is really, really hard to know you know, what actually is going to be genuine. Absolutely. And another thing to add to the mix when it comes to reviewing reviews is the question of whether customers have been incentivized to leave a review. And I should also say that if you've shopped at Amazon and received direct contact from the seller offering compensation of any kind, you can send this evidence to Amazon by emailing report-review-compensation at amazon.co.uk with details of the product name and a photo or screenshot of the compensation offer. And now then, so once you've found that product you want to buy, how can you be sure you're paying the best price? Because first things first, Amazon's not always cheapest, is it? Absolutely not. I mean, one of the easiest and quickest ways that I'm using in my everyday life is simply just Googling the item. I mean, Mm. Google is a search engine that takes into account hundreds of sellers, not just Amazon in and of itself. However, there's also kind of an idea that I like to share a lot about cost effectiveness. So let's say you're looking to buy something really, really cheap. I don't know, we're talking less than five pounds. 
once you've done that quick Google, perhaps, and you're, you're looking between £4.10 and £4.20 for an item, for example, you just got to think to yourself about time effectiveness and cost effectiveness. Mm. Is it worth trusting a website that you don't know to save that 10p, that 20p? Mm. Um, or is it worth going with the one that you know, even though you get, have to pay that slightly higher premium? Now, obviously, this isn't always taken into account because when you're looking at premium products, this is when I would kind of start to uh, advocate for this better practice of shopping around. Um, another way thing that I also want to mention when you're asking whether Amazon is the cheapest, especially if you're a student or if you are someone that has access to discounts, it's always good to look at what you have available because quite often these aren't on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So when you are looking at the prices, I suppose at kind of a level standing, yes, perhaps Amazon is the cheapest place to shop. But all of a sudden, let's say you're a student and you're looking to buy a product from Apple and you're currently they have education pricing with discounts during, you know, the summer period, which they do pretty much every single year. And with your mm-hmm. discount, you might be looking at a cheaper price than Amazon going directly to Apple. So this is just something that you should always be wary of, especially if you have access to something like that. And of course, now we're talking a week before Black Friday and Amazon's Black Friday promotions have already begun. And it's not alone there either. But let's say then you see a markdown price. We should be wary of being drawn in, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. This is the same for any retailer out there. And and every year we see the same adverts promising these massive discounts. And that can be really enticing. You think, oh, I'm going to save so much money if I buy this right now. But if you dig a little bit deeper, often what you'll find is that that higher price, that recommended retail price that they're giving you as that benchmark for the for the discount, that's not what it's been selling at in reality. You know, there mm. are some very clever websites out there, Price Spy, if you're looking at Amazon itself, one called Camel, 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 and that will give you the price history. And you can go back and you can actually see how much was it selling for a week ago, a month ago, six months ago. And that is a really good way to get that guide price. So when you see a discount come along during Black Friday or any time of the year, if it's kind of not as good as that price that you're seeing at that historical price, then you know this isn't necessarily the deal they're saying it is. And of course, the limited time deal doesn't help or, you know, whatever terminology they use, it doesn't really help with that ethos of trying to wait and, you know, sit on a deal and think about it. It just wants you to jump on and buy it straight away, doesn't it? It does. But you know, what if you are really worried about things disappearing and as long as you've checked the returns policy, remember, not everything sold by Amazon, on Amazon is by Amazon. So just mm. double check that. But if you know the returns policy and you decide later on you don't want it, you can, of course, return it. Or a little trick that I used to do with Amazon with those kind of deals is opt for it to be delivered in like two weeks time or a week's time or whatever it is, a later mm. date. So you've got that moment. You've secured it it's yours is no one else is going to get it but then you can always if you want to roll back and just cancel the order before it's been dispatched well that's a nifty little hack i haven't heard that one before give it a go you know it's uh it, it can make that little bit of difference if you are worried about that stuff but i would still urge you to be cautious of any of those like time pressured ones because you know that's one of those tricks as we say that they just want to try and tempt you into spending money you hadn't planned to spend Mm. And, and Gabriel, what advice would you give for getting the best deal on Amazon? And, you know, I know we've just mentioned their camel, camel, camel. And you've talked a lot about price tracking on your TikTok. Yeah, I have. Absolutely. I mean, the reason why I've already spoken about camel, camel, camel is because it's just so simple to use. I mean, on every product you click on, you go down, you see that graph of historic pricing. And it's so quick to understand whether or not your sale price is actually a sale. 
I mean, the amount of things I did not buy last year on Black Friday, just because I noticed straight away that this was not the cheapest price. And I'm fairly sure there are studies around Black Friday sales in general, not just Amazon, but the amount of retailers that are not showing you or offering their cheapest price even throughout that same year compared Mm. to what they're offering it to you on Black Friday. So it's just something to be wary of. And I've also seen you talk about Amazon Warehouse. So for for anyone not familiar with it, and I know I I wasn't, um, what is it? And are there actually good deals on there? I absolutely love Amazon Warehouse. I don't think it's spoken about enough at all. And it's essentially the place that products will go back to when they're they're returned. Um, But if they're not good enough to be sold completely as new so Mm -hmm. that could be anything from the person somehow has damaged the product um, that's received it or it's been damaged in delivery um, all the way up to there's something on the box and they can't replace the box of the product itself so they have to sell it you know as used Amazon Warehouse is the place to go and I've heard of fantastic stories of people buying things at incredible discounts now the best way to actually find it is you know that little tab when you're searching for something on amazon where you get all of the different categories of items well amazon warehouse is right there or you can just google amazon warehouse itself and then it will tell you exactly what condition your item is in and these are things like it's renewed which is like you know when they've refreshed an item themselves or is it is it used is it like new all these kind of descriptions um as to what the actual item is like when you're about to purchase it So, I mean, you told us there that you've heard some really good stories. You know, let's hear one of those. I think even a simple one, uh, someone I remember was trying to, a friend of mine was trying to buy an espresso machine. Mm. And I think just it was £30 off for a completely, it said completely as new, this item. They received it, perfect condition, £30 discount off an item that is, what, a couple of hundred pounds? Now, it's a just a brilliant and easy saving for something that, you know, they might not have thought about otherwise. And I'm sure there are even bigger savings and discounts out, out there. And of course, I'm fairly certain that with the Amazon warehouse, it is backed and guaranteed by Amazon as well. So you can always return that item if it comes to you in a condition that you did not expect it to be in. Well, definitely something else to check. Another string to add to your bow. And now we'll be back in a moment to hear what happened when Andy quit using Amazon altogether and plenty more Amazon tips and hacks. It's Grace here to tell you all about our new podcast at Witch. It's called Get Answers and you can listen now on whatever platform you like. Me and co-host Harry will be with you every other Monday with episodes dropping each fortnight as we help you solve life's everyday problems. Whether it's getting the most from your weekly shop, finding travel hacks to save on your family holiday, or simply learning the tricks that make your everyday life easier. And we'll be joined by the very best experts too. Just search Get Answers and subscribe so that you can catch our episodes as soon as they drop. So, Andy, we've been teasing through the show that we'd be talking about what it would be like living without Amazon. Well, I know this is something you actually did. How was it? Yeah, so this was a a few years ago and I set myself the challenge that I would do 12 months without Amazon. And I I really thought it would be a challenge. I thought it was going to be something very, very hard. But very quickly, I realised it wasn't actually going to be that difficult. And not only was it kind of relatively simple to find the same products, elsewhere it actually in many cases if not most cases ended up being slightly cheaper 
by just doing that kind of thing, things we've spoken about already, shopping around, finding other deals, finding other discounts. And I don't really feel that actually in that whole year of that challenge that I missed out on anything really at all. Yes, there might be the odd special offer, you know, or five pounds off if you spend 30 quid on this thing over here mm-hmm. that, you know, there's little extra coupons, things that come along. But a little bit of planning ahead. So you don't, you know, you're not relying on that next day delivery. Um, it was, yeah, it was really surprising, but also ultimately, you know, really, really refreshing. That was what I was thinking, actually, as you were saying that, you know, probably would require just that little bit more organization. Yeah, but it's, but again, we know when our nephew's birthdays are. We know when mm. these things are coming along. There's, there will be sometimes, yeah, when you need something urgent, you know, something that's happened and you need something there and then, and you might not be able to find another online retailer which can deliver it, or you might not be able to find a shop that can do it. So I do think in some cases for people, this isn't about doing what I did, which was going completely cold turkey. But I definitely think from, from what I learned doing it, uh, if we give it a try, we might also be surprised and realize just how much we're not just relying on it, but over relying on it and and ultimately, you know, missing out on other opportunities. And that there's also that flip side of Amazon has, we've spoke about some already, all these clever little tricks that encourage us to spend, encourage us to buy things. Mm. There certainly were things that in that if you looked at my Amazon history prior to that date that I've bought, and I'm like, why did I buy that? I probably bought it because there was a really good price or there was another special offer that I combined with it. But then did I really need it? Was it something that I can live without? Yeah, I, this is, I was, yeah, I've I, I kind of been completely transformed by this. I do think it's, it's something we should all consider trying on at least on a short-term basis and see how we go in because it, you know, it can make a, a huge difference. Well, that's right, isn't it? And, you know, a positive that could come out of it, um, of, of quitting using Amazon or other big giant retailers, is that you might shop more locally. Um, you know, when, I remember when I was at uni, this is one example that always comes to mind as one of my lecturers many moons ago was urging us to buy from bookshops and not from Amazon. And, you know, yes, I do try and do that. And actually, I've got a bookshop just around the corner from where I live. So it's quite easy for me now. So I do try and stick to that one. But but that is a positive that, that could come out of it, isn't it? You know, shopping local and supporting small businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of my big frustrations that actually, you know, buying books is very often very expensive outside of Amazon. Know, and that's because yeah. Amazon is, you know, it's possibly you know, making a loss on some of these big titles. The prices that it sells them at are so incredibly low that, it's very hard for these other retailers to kind of to to match that, whether it's like national chains or you know just local independents. But ultimately, what will happen is they could well disappear, and then all we've got left or is Amazon, and they might not decide they want to keep doing that. They might well not want to have the cheaper prices or the free delivery. And we saw just uh, last month where there were extra charges added if you wanted same day delivery for Prime members. So, you know, this mm. is something I think it's worth us all thinking about if we can physically get to local shops and we can afford to spend maybe that little bit more in places that we could you know it's it's useful to make that call make that choice there and maybe elsewhere that's where you can maybe you know be a bit more easy with your principles but mm. you know choosing where where things are really going to make make a difference since you ditched amazon um, all those years ago has it changed the way you shop now certainly i mean amazon used to be my go-to place the first place i would go and the only reason I'm on Amazon now ever is because, you know, I might be writing about it for some reason for, you know, looking for deals with people because people still, I know that people are still going to shop there. And if there mm-hmm. is a good deal, I'll, I'll tell people about it. But yeah, I've kind of very, 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 very rarely spent any money with them. And I also kind of, you know, not perfect at this, you know, but I do 
get out to those sort of the high street more often and spend more money, you know, actual money in the shops uh, more than I did before that. Mm. And Gabriel, what what about you? Do you think you could ditch Amazon? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No, that's the wrong answer. Kick the um, habit. <laughs> do you know what? I think that Andy's raised a lot of brilliant points there. And I think even in my own life, I have found myself starting to, you know, look for more options rather than just solely rely on Amazon. I think kind of one note that Andy touched upon, which was around buying things just because you're on Amazon and you're not quite sure why you bought it there in the first place. And I think that's definitely something that I would like to be more conscientious about. Um, just, you know, A, from a sustainable sustainability point of view, stop you know putting more products into the world but also from a from a lifestyle and a, and a financial perspective I mean they are so good at selling this is what they do mm. and even myself I preach myself as that money guy the person that's good at saving money I'm susceptible to it I can look around my room right now and tell you five things I'm not quite sure why they're here mm-hmm. so I, I think that I'm up for the challenge Andy if you'll have me excellent give it a go see how you do I'll see you in 12 months. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, producer Rob, make a note of that, please. Well, I'd like to open the floor to you both now, as I know you have big followings online and on socials. So I'm wondering if your followers have come to you with any questions about Amazon, and maybe we can address a few of them here too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big question that I do get is whether Amazon Prime is worth the money. And there are two answers to this one. If you make the most of it, and you really are going to kind of utilize all the features that come with it, you know, including the music streaming and the film streaming and the, you know, you really need the fast delivery and all the other little tiny bits, which we might not even be aware of there. If you use all of those, then it can be, you know, relatively good value for money. The problem comes in with you are just a kind of a casual user, which I think most of us have been when they've got Prime. We, we get it and we have a pay up front for it, or we get it month by month and that payment just keeps coming out because that kind of brings us back to that kind of that temptation just to use Amazon because we're paying for Prime. So we are going to go to Amazon. First of all, we are going to not shop around. We are not going to uh, see if there are alternative options for delivery because why would you pay for delivery elsewhere if you've kind of already paid for delivery with Prime? And all those extra bits like Prime Day, what is Prime Day if not, okay, hey, look, spend money with us. You know, you're try and make us feel exclusive as members, but really it's to try and get us to part with more cash. So I actually think unless you are someone who's out in the sticks and really relies on it, or you are using everything all the time, this is actually, I think, that first step in order to try and maybe reduce your usage of Amazon, cancel Prime mm-hmm. and see how that changes your behavior. And you can always sign back up. In fact, they often give you yeah. a free 30-day trial every 12 months, if not more often. And you can time that trial for, you know, like I do, when the Premier League football <laughs> is on in December or when you've got like that, your kid's birthday party coming and you know you're going to need loads of those supplies which you can't get anywhere else or think at least you can't get anywhere else. Give it a try. And if you might come around to those dates and think, I don't even need to do that as well. So yeah, that, that's what the big question is. Is Prime worth it? And I would broadly say no. That's so funny, Andy, because that is the number one question that I get as well. Is it really? Um, <laughs> so, so often. And I think that I agree with absolutely everything that you've said. Um, I would encourage anyone that does have it or has signed up for a year already and maybe they're locked in, just do a quick Google of you know the benefits with Prime and make sure that you are utilizing everything they have to offer because there is a lot there. 
And if you are utilizing all of them, then suddenly it does start to look like better value for money. But if you're not, or if you're thinking about it, again, take a look. Are they benefits that you're going to use purely because you're paying for it? Or are they benefits you actually need? Um, and a few of the other points that you mentioned as well. For example, paying for 10 months of Amazon Prime is cheaper than paying it for it for a year. So switching to that monthly schedule and not using it and making sure that you stop paying for it on the months that you don't need it. Like I said, 10 months is cheaper than a year. And then other occasions, for example, if you're a student and you get that half price discount, then other things can come into play. Or if you're in a household where, you know, remember when I was, when I had two older sisters living at home, my parents, and we decided to split it between the four of us mm. into one household. And then all of a sudden you're bringing the price down per person again. So there are ways that can make it slightly more effective for yourself. But um, I'm going to leave it with this last thing, which do you know what? I'm sure many people won't uh, realize you can still shop on Amazon if you don't have Prime. <laughs> it is true. It's, although what's the kind of minimum to get free delivery? I'm fairly certain. I mean, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know the answer, but that it's £20 for free delivery and maybe £10 for books. Mm. I think it's all gone up more recently. Uh, I think it's still £10 for books and I think it's 25 quid for non, uh, you know, um, for everything else. But that's about behavior as well. And it's about saving your purchase up. So if you do need to buy two or three things, you just buy them all together rather than one at a time and you'll get that free delivery. So yeah, absolutely. You you can you know, still shop at Amazon without Prime and still get a lot of those features um, and just save yourself that, you know, that £95 a year. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today and you've shared so many nuggets of goodness. Um, thank you both so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Well, a huge thank you to Gabriel and Andy for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For daily money news and advice, you can find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money Podcast was written by Mealy Chia Ariano, produced by myself and Rob Lilly and edited by James Rowe. What is happening to supermarket prices? Do own label brands taste good? What's the best supermarket? What's the worst? How do I spend less on my weekly shop? Are there ways I can shop smarter? Should I just be growing my own veg? How do I even grow veg? <sighs> Wine to pair with spag ball? When life gives you questions, get answers at witch.co.uk.